Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala, eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com. It was popping, it's cold game, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Hey, ding, ding, ding. Walk up to his door and let this bitch ring, ring. Who be giving passes? Say what, bitch? All right, y'all. We got the Bay Area in the building. Cold game 20. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Now, I see you got the whole game with you, so go ahead and let us know who it is. Man, it's 3G Entertainment. Feel me? It's the mind. <laughs> how, long y'all been, how long have y'all all been rocking for? Shit, really like a year. Like, I, I started fucking with 3G like a year ago, right after I got out of jail. Did a little violation, came home, ran into tears. Feel me? And since then, we've just been working. Now, we got to take it back to your roots with you being from the Bay Area. What part of the Bay Area are you from? I'm from San Leandro, but I grew up in East Oakland. Now, your part specifically where you're from, how would you describe the culture out there as far as like the music scene, the lifestyle? I mean, pretty much like everywhere else. I mean, I mean, not everywhere else, like feel me. I know everybody moves different, but to me, it's pretty much the same. Like, I think I think the Bay Area though, like, it'd be harder for motherfuckers to get on for real out there, cause of all the hating. You feel me? Like, nigga, it ain't really no unity out there, so it's like harder. You feel me? But you know, you don't really see too many people making it out the Bay. Like, it's a very few for real with the music. Really. So would you say um, like, the music scene... You see more people getting on, like in Atlanta and Chicago and Detroit. Yeah. You don't really see too many, like, that's really on-on, feel me? 
If you could, would you move out of the Bay Area? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm tired of that bitch. <laughs> now, taking it back, what was life like for you growing up there? It, it was wow, it was hard, for real. Uh, my granny raised me, so, feel me? And we was living off retirement checks, so it was like, feel me, kind of many on my end, but, you know, I loved it though, feel me? I had fun growing up, but, you know. And um, I did watch your interview where you talked about um, living with your grandma. With your parents not being around, did it ever affect you in the long run as you got older? I mean, I guess. I guess a motherfucker could say that shit. I ain't turn out how my granny wanted me to, feel me? So I guess. Now, what age would you say you officially jumped off the porch? And when we say jumped off the porch, we mean when you started discovering life out on your own. Like 15, I was like 15 in like the 10th grade. My granny kicked me out. I was already getting into hella little trouble, but once my granny kicked me out, it was it was over after Man, that. Man, what was you doing for, for a grandma to kick you out? No, she old school, so she was really just, <laughs> you know what I mean? She was over, I, I looked at it like she was just, hella over-exaggerating or whatever, but I wasn't doing too much. I mean, getting high and shit like that. I was skipping school. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. It came to a little, she was being getting fed up with my shit. She kicked me out. I got, I got in with my dad in the house, and she was like, if your daddy can't whoop you, what can I do, feel me? She let me go, like, you gotta go. I can't control you. Damn, so what was your thoughts, like, when you knew that, like, dang, I can't go back to where I'm staying at? Shit, I had a plan B, all right, shit. I was, I wasn't really, I didn't really care, for real, for real. I was, back then, I didn't really care about nothing. I was just having fun, like, I was a little reckless, so she kicked me out, I was like, whatever. Tapped in on my people, like, I need somewhere to stay, and it was that. Feel me? My best friend mama adopted me from then and it was just good. That's what I've been staying with. That's who my mama is, for real. Now, if you could go back in time, what advice would you would have gave your younger self? If I could go back in time, I would have did school and played football, no cap. No cap. I would have taught myself, nigga, stay in them books, go to school, stop skipping, nigga, play football. Mama. Now, I do know that you do have some little ones, so are those some lessons that you're instilling in them now? Yeah, I'll be trying to. My son not really into sports, but yeah, I'll be on their line about their school. Like, I tap in with them all the time, check in with their school and shit. But they young right now, though, like, they ain't feel me. They still hella young. Yeah. So what would you say were some major life lessons that you learned growing up? All type of shit, shit. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start, nigga. They been through so much shit, shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know, but shit. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, shit. Mm. Definitely that. I learned how to survive on my own, fend for my own, I have to go get it on my own. Nigga, can't trust everybody, can't be in everybody's face smiling. You know what I'm saying? Gotta stand on your own. Your name is everything out here. That's definitely what I learned. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Your name is everything. 
when you said your name is everything, I think a lot of people don't think about that at all. Yeah, your name is everything, you feel me? Your name will go bad, like, fast. Everything else gonna still be there, you know what I'm saying? So. And what would you say was, like, one of the biggest obstacles that you've had to overcome? Jail <laughs> bids. I was just gonna say that. Jail <laughs> bids. Bids after bids, violations after violations. Shit. And just like how you said, um, dealing with like jail, how are you able to really steer yourself on the right track? Separate myself from the shit that's fucking me over. For real, for real. That's getting away from the bay for me, for real, for real. And I know you did um, serve some time. Uh, you had a Fed case. And when I was reading, you did have an article on it, and I was reading it. And um, during that time before you went in, I saw that you were actually enrolling into college. Yeah. So what happened with that, with the college as far as Like that? I said, I was trying to play football. Like I was supposed to play football. I was an athlete for real, feel me? Really? So I didn't get to play football all high school to my senior year because I, I stopped going to like Ninth grade, I started skipping school, so I finally got kicked out. I had to go get my GED and all that shit, but I was going to a continuation school. I got my credits back up senior year. I played that year, then right after football season, I like dropped again and got my GED. But so when I finished with that, I'm like, man, I'm trying to play football for real. But I was still like, you know what I mean? So I'm still getting high after practices and shit like that. I started, I enrolled into college to Chabot to play football, but that shit didn't last long. I ain't really like school. <laughs> Going to classes and shit, that shit. Yeah. I could play football though, but the school shit uh, wasn't for me for real. What position was you gonna play? Running back. Running back? Yeah. Oh, wow, so you got that speed on you. Yeah, yeah mama. Yeah. Now, um, with you serving time um, in jail, what would you say were some major life lessons that you learned while you were spending time in there? Standing on your own, being a man, feel me? Being a stand-up nigga, feel me? For real, for real. I read a lot of books, so you know, a nigga learned a lot, for real. I don't read books, but in jail I read books, though, so. <laughs> What's <laughs> a book man. that stuck with you um, till now that you read in jail? Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and my mama. That was the hardest one. <coughs> I think about that book all the time, no cap. And with that book, what would you say you took from it and implanted it into your real life? All what the book really about is like just like putting your mind is teaching you how to put your mind in something and using your mind. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Kind of get what you get, get what you want, feel me? So it's just little shit throughout the, just like, I gotta break down the whole book for you to, find out, to really <laughs> understand, but you know, when I, when, I, when I do what I do to get my money or whatever I'm trying to achieve, I just try to keep a positive mind on that. Like, it ain't no failure. I try to see no failure in anything I'm doing, and that's what the book, you know what I mean, was pretty much about, so. I apply that shit whenever I'm doing anything, you feel me? Like, I'm for sure winning. It ain't no losing, you feel me? 
Now, before we get into your rap career, I definitely got to give you your flowers because I got the chance to explore your catalog and you are cold as hell. Mm -hmm. Like, you are really cold. So what would you say was your start with getting into music? Mm, uh, my first time like writing a rap was in middle school. Me and my partners after school fucking around. Came across some instrumentals. I don't even know how. It was on this little CD, a blank CD. I think my partner had got it, but I don't know. I just, that was my first time writing a rap, and that's when I found out I knew how to rap, you feel me? So, you know, later on in life, a nigga fucking around was in the studio and just started rapping, and it just was on from there. Niggas was fucking with it, like, oh, you go crazy. So it just kept doing the type shit. Now, I know you're from the Bay and you do have that influence in your music, but if I didn't know that you was from the Bay Area, I would most likely think you was like from Detroit. <laughs> I get that everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. But I ain't gonna lie, that's been, you feel me? We been sounding like that, feel me? Um, feel me? I get that everywhere I go though. You, you sound like you from Detroit. Even like I didn't, I didn't met a motherfucker like he ain't even heard my music. He just heard me talking. It was like, where you from, Detroit? I'm like hell nah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when did you start to take rap serious? Mm, probably like what year was that? I dropped like sleeves. That was like 2017 or something. It was I had got out of jail. I was fresh out of jail. But I had already was dropping music, but I wasn't really taking it serious. I was just doing it like I was getting video, like I knew cameramans that fucked with me, feel me, studios, like I was getting the shit for free. So it was just like, you know what I mean? We ain't doing shit, me and the homies going to the studio, so. But, so I started taking it serious. I decided to start taking it serious for real. Once I seen that, like the little cloud I was building, I went down, I dropped some shit, went down, I came home, that shit was at like 500,000. I ain't never had that many views, you feel me? So. I'm like, let me take this shit. Everybody telling me take it serious. So it was like 2017. No, I got out. I went down 2017. I got out 2018. So like 2018. I'm like, I'm gonna start putting money into it. You feel me? And I do know that you were writing a lot of uh, music whenever you were locked up. So when you got out, how was that transition with recording in an actual studio? It'd be easy. I mean, the hardest part about that is finding a beat to go with what you're writing with. Because when you're in jail, you ain't got no beat. you just beating on your chest, you feel me? But it ain't really that hard. It's just the cadence. You find that right beat with the right cadence, and it's easy. It's good after that. Like, a couple of, like, like one of, damn near, the, my song, they, the most views I got on the song is something I wrote in jail, came home, found a beat, too. And when you first um, started putting your music out there, did you get some support from your city or how did that go? Yeah, but I got some support, but I got a lot of hate at the same time. But you know, that's what made me, I guess, popping. All the hate for real. And when did you realize like, dang, like they really fucking with my music? When I was in jail, all these random motherfuckers coming in, all the new motherfuckers coming in. Oh, you bruh, you bruh. Yeah, you going your shit and they rapping my shit. And I'm calling home and they telling me what the view is looking like and shit. Yeah. Dang, so who was putting your music out for you while you was there? My little brother. Oh, wow, that's love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was doing all of that for me. Yeah. Who would you say were some musical influences for you? Um, like rappers and shit? Mm-hmm. I used to look up to Lil Wayne, I ain't gonna lie. Like middle school, 
I used to want to rap like Wayne. That nigga was real. Yeah. I know this may be a hard decision because Lil Wayne got a, a full catalog, but what would you say is like one of your favorite Lil Wayne songs? Hmm. That, um, man, I used to love that motherfucker. That, um, my name ain't Harry Potter. What's that one? What's it called? Yeah, old Wayne and new Wayne. It's old. It's old. That's hella old. It's hella old. Middle school. Old Wayne. I can't remember the name of that motherfucker. I got it in my head though. You know the lyrics? A little bit. What do you say? With the mm But my name ain't Harry Potter. Mm-mm. The Wait, girl said the same it. and said she liked to travel. She let us run a train and my big dick put me in the Hall of Fame. Man, you know that one, bitch. <laughs> y'all acting like y'all don't know that one. You gotta say Come on, man. y'all know that one. On oh, my mama, y'all know that one. I can't remember the name. That was the one though. On my mama, I used to have that on repeat. And that, and that, and when that brand new came out, you remember that brand new. <laughs> Yeah. I can't even remember my songs, but don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> nah. um, now, getting back into your music, um, what would you say was like the biggest risk that you've had to take with your career? Big risk? Uh, I don't think I took no big risk for my career. I mean, shit, it's rapping. I don't know. A big risk? I can't think of no big risk I took. Now, I know your uh, buzzing single, well, the single that really caught you your buzz was Django. So talk to us about that one. <laughs> I was just me catting off in the studio one day. I came, it was a YouTube beat. And it was different though, because I ain't never heard nobody get on a beat like that. And I was just catting freestyle. And I'm like, man, I just got in there and was just doing it. That shit, I kind of knew it was going to do them numbers though. But not like that. I did numbers. Not, my mama, they did numbers. I knew it was going to do numbers, but not like that, though. Now, what's the meaning behind the title? Was it just for fun, or? It was because a lyric, a bar I had said, a bar I had said something about Django, so I just named it Django. Look, it was at the end. It was at the end. <laughs> oh, mama's, I can't remember. <laughs> something about Django, but it was at, right at the end, so it was just like, I'm going to call it that. Now, I meant to ask you earlier, how did you get your rap name? Uh, it was just something me and my niggas used to always say, like, cold game, like, oh, that's cold game, cold game. Like, you could just say some cash shit and be like, oh, for real? That's cold game. On some funny shit. And I was just saying it in a lot of my songs, for real, before I was calling myself that, so. And then, I ain't, feel me? I just started going by that. I changed my Twitter name to that, for real. I remember I was like, Mr. Cold Game. I'm like, I'm just make that my rap now. Yeah. Um, so I also want to ask you, when it comes to your music, when do you feel like you make the best music? Uh, I don't know. It's just a vibe. Just got to be right. Like, I could be sober, make some hits. I could be high, making some hits. But it just, I could be high and be brain farting. I could be sober, be brain farting. It's just the vibe. I don't know. I just got to be feeling it. Like. I just gotta be in that mood or just really have some shit to say, feel me? Sometimes I go in the studio and be like, it ain't one of them days. Mm -hmm, the vibe just gotta be right, I gotta really be feeling it. 
What would you say is like the inspiration behind your music? Streets, gang banging. Yeah. Shit I done been through, shit that I'm going through. Shit I be dealing with. And I know you are an independent artist right now, so how has that grind been looking like for you? Um, it's a grind. <laughs> it's a grind. It's fun though at the same time, but it's a grind. And now you mentioned earlier about the Bay Area and how it's a lot of hate in the city. What mm -hmm. would you think is like the main cause of that when it comes to artists supporting each other? Streets, street politics, you know? Fuck with somebody, that, you know what I'm saying? You just can't fuck with everybody when you fuck with somebody, if it makes sense. That's all it is, politics, like. These two dudes could be funk and I fuck with him, but I ain't got no problem with him, but I can't fuck with this dude, if, cause that's my man. But I ain't never, I ain't even part of his gang. I just know him, I went to school with him, but we still kicking and get high, but it's like, nah, fuck that nigga too then. But really, don't, you know what I mean, it be shit like that, so. Like, the Bay Area, especially Oakland, it's hella separated, you feel me, like it's, Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shit going on, so. With the music and everything, because it all tie in to the streets at the same time. Feel me? So. And just curious, can that, like, thought process when it comes to things like that, can it be a little draining to deal with? Especially if you're just trying to make music. I mean, I don't really be caring about fucking with niggas like that. Like, not for my, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't really be caring about that shit. Like, I'm, I be feeling like I be getting blackballed though, for real. But, you know, that's a different story. But, you know, I don't really be caring. Like, I'm going to do what I do. Feel me? I'm going to reach out to who I want. Feel me? You know what I mean? Motherfuckers fucking me, whatever. If not, whatever. Feel me? I'm gonna, you know, I don't really care. That shit ain't never really bothered me like that. Yo, yeah. video's doing crazy numbers, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I went through them things. I was like, dang, mm -hmm. you got some crazy numbers. Mm -hmm. Like, I really want to know how you were able to attract that big of a fan base. I, it was just shit. I already was like, feel me? Motherfuckers already knew me before I started rapping. So once they, you know, motherfuckers want to see what I'm talking about. Once they heard that it was a rattle, it just went on from there. And at the same time, you know, the motherfuckers, the nigga I shot a video with, he already had hella subscribers. So it was like, he put it on his channel and it got to hella people and it was just word to mouth after that. Feel me? And it just kept me lit. Now you recently dropped your project in November. So talk to us about that. Uh, what you wanna know? I want to know what was the inspiration for that one, cause I got a chance to listen to it. It was, it was lit. The same inspiration, it's just street politics, gang banging. Feel me? Did you hear it in the name? Shit, yeah, it's a cold game. Feel me? That's all my. You hear it in my lyrics. The title, survival of the fittest. Yeah, survival of the fittest. That's what this shit about. Making it out. Only the strong survive, you feel me? 
Now, I want to get into your song, Long Live L, because I think that was my favorite one Dang. and the visual, too. So talk to uh, us about that one. Yeah, that was that was behind my brother, though. That was uh, he died 2018. I was in jail. But um, it was that song being passed, though. We should have we was being supposed to do something like that for brother. But niggas been in jail. I kept going back to jail. Nigga couldn't really get it down and get it right. And we finally got it done. And, yeah, that was for him. That was we shot that video on his birthday. We threw a big ass little party for his birthday. And whenever you were like writing the lyrics to that song, what was the emotions that you were feeling with that one? Man, it was a whole lot of emotions. A lot of this shit was shit that I had already been wrote in the past and mixed it with some new shit. But it was feel me like a lot of some of them bars came from when I was in jail after he died. Feel me so. Southern Boris had a lot of emotion in it because when I wrote him, it was right after he died. Feel me? Yeah. Now, word on the street is you finna have a song come out with Boosie. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us about working with him. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was lit. It was, it, was, it was a cool little experience, bro. He was at his house in his shit in his little studio. Feel me? It was lit. He did his thing too. He went crazy. He turned it up. And how was the vibes whenever y'all linked together? Oh, we ain't never really linked like that. That was the first time I ever met him, you feel me? But it was cool. He a cool nigga. Fuck with Bruce. And I also heard you got some stuff coming out with Derez, Deshaun, and Duty Love. Yeah. Oh, so man. talk to us about working with them. Yeah, Derez was cool as fuck. That was, that was a fun little video. The whole little scenery was saucy too. But yeah, Derez cool as fuck. Duty Low too, I ain't even a player. I fuck with Duty Low. Yeah, we fuck with Duty Low. He is. That song I did with him, me and Duty Low, he was on that song too. That shit was like, we shot that video yesterday. Yeah. And I know you mentioned your, the label earlier, so you got to talk to us about that. What you want to know? I want to know how all of y'all separate yourselves as artists. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> how we separate ourselves, what you mean? As far as like, okay, so I know all of y'all don't rap the same. So how do y'all come together when it comes to the music? I don't know. It just oh, come. I ain't gonna no cap. Easy. It just come like <laughs> for real. It be all based off on, on the beat for me. Like, like, like Johnny. He got a whole different style. But if he come into a beat that I can fuck with, I'm gonna make it. It's gonna collide like that. Feel me? Like, me and him got a whole complete style, but we got songs that go perfect, feel me? With our two different styles. Me and him too, though, feel me? It all be based off the beat, for me, at least. There ain't no weed lit. Somebody roll something. Now, what would you say, I know we're coming into the new year, so what would you say you see yourself as an artist um, during this year, new year coming up? Say that again, my bad. Since we're coming up on a new year, uh, <laughs> as we're entering in the new year, where would you where would you say you see yourself as an artist? Um, where I see myself. Mhm. Mm I don't know what you mean, like where I see myself. Do you see yourself touring? Do you see yourself um, doing more shows, putting out more music? That's the that's the plan. That's the goal right there. So shit, hopefully that's what I'm aiming for. My mama's 2022. Yeah, that's what I'm on. Do you want to work with any more artists from the South? Yep, hell yeah. I mean, I would. Shit, yeah. I'll work with anybody anywhere, shit. 
as long as it's worth as well, you feel me? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was watching um, like a studio vlog interview that you did and they were talking about if you would sign and I don't know if I'm mistaken or not, but I thought I heard you say Yo Gotti. I would. You would like, sign to Yo Gotti. Okay, why is that? I don't know. I just like their whole little style over there. Like all these artists be going crazy. I don't know. I just like the whole little style. That's a clean little record label over there to me. Okay. Now, if you could give any advice to the younger ones who may be listening to you or watching your videos or listening to your music, what advice would that be? Um, shit. Hey, anybody can do it. Whatever you feel me, anybody can do it. You gotta put your mind to it, feel me? Just stay true to whatever it is you trying to do out there. No, nah, y'all can really rap. Yeah, like y'all niggas go crazy. You like, heard this shit too? Crazy as fuck. Yeah, I got man. I was doing my research, so I had to like yeah. look up everybody. I'm like, oh, oh who is this? Who is this? Yeah. Who is that? <laughs> but y'all go like you go really crazy. Yeah. I hope to see you like really shake this year. Oh mama, really that's shake. the goal. That's what I'm on right now. All all work, feel me? That's the goal. It's about time, feel me? Yeah, man, they my boy back home, man. <laughs> what's going on? Like, what's up? It's just politics. Just politics. Like you said, you fuck top, with. Top op type of shit. Certain feel people me? you can't fuck with the other side. Man, man it's even, weird. You're not even in the streets. That's just, a nigga ain't even going to trust you because... And this my nigga deeper than just this rapping this yeah. label shit, so he know, like, he right there with me with it, so he, feel me? We on the same, that's what I'm saying, we on the same page with this shit. Like I said, it's, you don't even got to be in the streets. It's about... I nigga moving out here, we doing certain shit, the other side doing certain shit to where and then no time for the in the middle. Right. The side, it don't matter if it's on music with a video. It's shit it, you get political cameramans. Oh my god. It do, it do. They be beefed out like I'm I done <laughs> told people I, I ain't you ain't no no interview for me. I just seen you with the suckers. You oh, you too friendly with them calling them bitches and all those like, I ain't done no interview with me. I don't fuck with it like that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh anything. So I know some people, when it comes to like the business in the streets, they think that artists should kind of just like hash it out, but I don't think they understand that it goes deeper than the music. Like it, it, it be outside of that. You don't even have to do something. You don't have to do something to me for a cold game. You don't have to directly do something. It could just be you being so loose. You done posted on your Instagram. Right. It's all type of my ops following you on Instagram. Now they see where we was just at. They could follow us to the freeway, do whatever. Oh, like you just, it don't got nothing. To, it's not. Like I got. It's for us. It ain't for them. New existed type shit. Yeah, you yeah. don't know who's watching. You don't know who's trying to come get you. You don't know who's doing nothing. And people who are in the middle aren't going to take those extra precautions that we naturally have to take every day. Oh, I don't post when I'm in the studio. I never post when I'm in the studio. Oh mama. But it might be somebody who's just thinking. Oh, bro, you, this what y'all got going on? Look at my niggas, man. Right. Now you got Me people too. who we don't even know watching your page. Now they know where we at. Oh, they don't got nothing to do with you. You gone about your day. You don't went and had dinner or whatever. We still in this motherfucker for five more hours. There could be somebody sitting on us, anything, bro. I get real deep with this street rap political shit, man. You know what I'm going to say? Sometimes, you know, music is entertainment. It's business. You know, mm. the streets and money is to be made. You know, sometimes you make good music with each other and you still put the differences on to get the check and, you know, being a better man. But, you know, sometimes it gets tough. Like they say, you can't really just, you know, trust it because you don't know when they're going to try to backdoor you at the end. 
So you don't know if you're gonna, that's where, that's where the play get at. So, you know, I'll be trying to tell them because they got to leave the crew at home and, and be a artist at the same time. If you laugh, the mother's gonna handle this business and get done, everybody get home and go back to your normal program. Yeah. You ain't gotta be the best friends to make money. But mm -hmm. making money is the whole key about it. So you'll hop over here, probably you probably up over get it moving. But sometimes motherfuckers feel like, oh, no, that's bullshit. Whoa, whoa. No, it's about the money. They got to understand the way they're going to get this money. But, you know, they both talented, you know what I'm saying? They go throw a lot back home. And I want the older cats back there. So, you know, I'll be seeing both sides. I'm going to say, even he see it, he. You know, but I understand, like, I'll be wanting to come together and make the money like Atlanta. You know, they all they little crew, they fuck with the main artists are still fuck with each other, you feel what I'm saying? They still get money, like little baby 21 of them, so they're gonna do a song, but they crews don't fuck with each other. Cause you got little YSL, you know, just a whole lot of shit I just seen out here of the politics in Atlanta. So, you know, by me looking at it at a different point of view, I'm like, damn, we gotta get to this bag. I mean, everybody family gotta eat, but that's what we gotta start looking at instead of killing each other, we gotta get this money. We don't have to, we don't have to like each other to get money. We don't have to kill each other, you know what I'm saying? Well, we gotta figure out a better way. We all get money, we doing anything over there, they doing anything over there, we both eating. It's about feeding each other, feeding the neighborhood, feeding the hood, feeding the people that's with you. So, you know, sometimes motherfuckers just gotta let some things go to get farther. That's why we hold back because when they wanna drop the bag on the bag, they're like, you know, all they're gonna do is kill each other. <laughs> oh, they say that? I got to talk to some people, man. We got them right here, like, we wanna do it, but they don't think that's gonna come together, but we can show them better. Leadership to start with us, though, you know what I'm saying? So, it's all about getting over it and figuring so, out. So right now it's like they don't want to put money into the artists just it's due just, to the beef that's going on? I wouldn't even just yeah. say that though. Because yeah. there's people who are on the other side who are in position. It's, like I said, you already on that side. So now it's, it's easier for them to build up that side because they're already in the door. You know what I'm saying? We not, we, we breaking. We breaking it out through, the wind. Yeah, we breaking through doors and shit right now. Motherfuckers out there already, they get handouts, it's all type of shit going on. That, you heard him say he felt like he was a black boy, that's, that's real. Really? There ain't nobody that, that took over the rap scene like he did. I wasn't even rapping yet on anything. I wasn't even rapping yet. This nigga was already rapping, going crazy, already had a following. And he still, we still in the same boat, like, what the fuck? And it's people who I know who just started rapping, and it, it's so clout, like, this shit's so clout-based. They ain't got nothing to do with who really talking shit or who really know how to rap. It's about who, who you know. Got the, exactly. <laughs> who, who you know. know. Who, how far your reach go. You know, this is the shit everybody know, though. It ain't about what be you weak know. As fuck. But I what you could do cat. is who you know. Niggas be right. fun. What you know? <laughs> no, okay, Miss Mama's in the back. Like, that's what I'm saying when I was looking at your views. I was like, you I should be know. way more, like, you should be <laughs> verified. Man. You got, like, you are called. Niggas don't want me out there like that. That's what I'm saying. It's, niggas, it's a reason. They, niggas, don't want me to, niggas don't want me out there like that. They don't want everybody to hear what I got to say. Feel me? They don't want that. Can I ask you something? Who you know from the Bay that's, like, on and popping and rapping? Damn. Like, what, what's the first name you going to say? That's terrible. <laughs> we Actually, out there, I did. people out there really popping? Okay, don't I don't want to no say his name here. wrong, but is it uh, the boy or like? He's not from the is Bay. He's not from the Bay. It is the Bay. I man. mean, Vallejo. Yeah. That nigga from the Bay. That's Vallejo. <laughs> he from the Bay. He go crazy. Right. I would say him. The like boy? I think he. I think he pretty good. Yeah, she said the boy. She heard of the boy. There's people that? more popping than him that yeah. still don't it, get it, no type it is of though, play. It is yeah, I would say the Bay. Okay, so and I was gonna ask you this. I was just gonna basically ask like, cause I know y'all had a strong music scene back in the day. Yeah, so what was the downfall? 
don't know. I was young. I was a little nigga. <laughs> I was growing up. Right. I was growing up. <laughs> the generation, new generation came. <laughs> this thing is stupid. Left Oakland, went to Atlanta at his biggest peak. Hardest rapper in the game, went to Atlanta, too short. And then y'all, I mean, y'all just kept the wave. Out here, shit. We try to get it back. We just, we try to share. Not <laughs> <laughs> how we was trying to share. <laughs> But no, nah, I really pray that everything gets better for you guys because y'all need to be, oh, y'all gotta up. be out here, yeah, man. We going up. It's too right. late now. They can't stop it. They could probably slow down a little bit. Can't stop it though. Yeah. We need a concert. We need a tour. We need a, we need a whole thing going yeah. on. Cause y'all's numbers is crazy, like crazy as fuck. Mama, it's coming for sure. That's what we here for. Mama. <laughs> Jumping off the porch. Jumping off the porch. Jumping off the porch. Somebody go to Hey, ding, ding, walk up to his door and let this bitch ring, ring. Who be giving passes? Say what, bitch, please. Hey. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.